Welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to, I always say, all you amazing human beings that tune in every single week, sometimes every other week, uh, depending if we uh, you know, take a week off or not. But you guys are incredible. I would say anti-status quo, right? You're in your own lane, doing your own thing, forging your own path, attempting to forge your own path. Don't want to be like everybody else. Don't want to probably being told you're crazy, which happens as well, too. But I get you. We get you. My guests get you. Um, we have a lot of new listeners as well too. So, uh, every week and I want to just kind of keep welcoming them as they come in. So welcome. It's great to have you here. I'm Matt Gottesman. You can always interact with me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. I do answer every single text, DM, reply, response. I'm on it because it is about community and we are a global community. And, uh, so I just appreciate you guys for tuning in. And a lot of the OGs would tell you that, um, you know, we just, we don't glamorize, glorify success. Here. I can't give you the definition of that. It's different for every single person and everybody's got to carve their, their path and they got to determine what makes the most sense for them. And, you know, in a world that I think often tries to define success externally, uh, it's always going to be something that you're going to have to tackle with internally. And so that's just exactly why we don't <laughs> discuss that here from that standpoint. But what we do do is sometimes we have uh, solo episodes with just me and often we have amazing guests like I have today. And we discuss what's happening in real time. Like, what are some of the things that, you know, um, the entrepreneur or the artist or the, you know, the, the, the person is experiencing in the building of themselves and something they really believe in because they go hand in hand, right? And so there's a lot of personal development in going after your dreams. <laughs> it's probably a fast track to uh, personal development. And we're going to have another really great conversation today. For those of you listening uh, right now, please, please, uh, if you haven't left a rating and review, please go do so. And uh, I will uh, check back with you guys here midway through. Uh, now we're going to jump right into it. I have Cynthia Sassy, who I've known for uh, probably about six, seven years, maybe now. It's, it's starting to, to, to catch up to us. She's the president and founder of Fabulous Media Group and uh, uh, first notably for Fabulous Arizona and then has uh, gone into several markets since then, uh, since I've known her. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And um, we're going to talk a lot about the personal development of yourself along the way when you're building a business. It's different when you're with just yourself and one or two people. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you have a team one day. And what does that look like? And then all of a sudden you're in multiple states. And what does that look like? And, you know, along the way, it's different when you're managing one of one. But when you're responsible for other people, it's like anything, whether it's a family or a business or, um, you know, team sports, like other people are relying on you. You're relying on other people. How does that look? Um, you know, and, and what, is, what do you learn about yourself along the way? So we're going to dive into a lot of those details. Um, real quick, in case uh, you don't already know, she's been a force in online publishing for over a decade, uh, working with some of the nation's most respected brands and publications on the way. And I mentioned, you know, president and founder of Fabulous Arizona, the parent company, Fabulous Media Group, which became that after she added quite a few uh, extra locations. Again, we'll talk about that. And uh, she's had a passion for helping local business owners and being a resource for them. 
uh, as well as for readers. And she's basically an authority on subjects from online publishing, social media, digital marketing, web design, entrepreneurship. I've literally watched her do everything. And I have a lot of respect because I remember when we first uh, met, we were each doing um, online publications. And I'm telling you, the work is real. <laughs> when you are pulling every single lever and doing every single administrative task, you you question your life. <laughs> you question a lot of things. And, uh, and she has um, continuously conquered every single one of them along the way. Uh, in her spare time, she works with over a dozen local charities and frequently gives speeches on subjects ranging from digital media to female entrepreneurship in the 21st century. So... I naturally had to finally get her in here. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's funny to think about. It. I think it's yeah, it's been about like six years now. I was literally right before you said that. I was thinking in my head. I was like, when was that first day that we had met? And I was trying to think of where I was living at the time because then it helps me figure out, like, calculate how many years ago it was. Um, but yeah, I think it was like seven years. Wow. And um, it's crazy to think. I feel like both of us have you know come a long way since then. But I really think back to like how much my business has grown and I've grown personally since then and how much I've changed since we first met. Right. You know, it's interesting all the things that, uh, and we'll, we'll dump, we'll jump into all of the things that like personally and professionally that we're learning and how kind of the, those two inter, intermingle. And I think a lot of times people don't realize like it is all intermingled, you know, I mean, obviously we have different boundaries in different parts of our life um, from personal and professional, but mm -hmm. I mean, who we are in a, in a personal setting and our personality and our character development and how we show up is going to, be the exact same in how we are showing up in a professional setting. So um, for the, you know, the audience, the, the first question is the only one that's the same. Everything else, we're just going to riff. How did we get here? Like how, did, like, how did, you know, what was going on before Fabulous Arizona and Fabulous Media Group, like that was leading up to that. And you're like, you know what? I got to do this yeah. all the way to today. And then that'll give the context for, okay, we understand what she's been through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, please. Well, uh, I'm going to date myself here, but I graduated from ASU in 2007. And so anyone that knows anything about like the digital world, uh, right. it wasn't really a thing yet. <laughs> I mean, back in, in 2007, I started interning in January, actually, of 2007 for my senior year at ASU, interning with an online magazine at the time. And so they were a national women's lifestyle magazine. So think like Glamour or something like that. But all digital and so that was kind of like unusual and you know in that day and age it was it was kind of a, a different thing and so I just took the internship for class credit like I had no intention of like it being a passion or my you know future career path and so I just took it for class credit and it was one of the few internships that actually paid <laughs> so I was like cool I get to make money and get my class credit and it was um, it was definitely a learning experience for me um, because it was, you know, like I said, digital was so new at that time. And so um, Facebook was the, you know, big platform. I mean, actually Facebook at the time, MySpace was the big platform. Right. Facebook, you, you had to be in college. I think right. you still had to have an EDU email address to get on Facebook at that so time. True. And um, Instagram didn't even exist yet. So I feel like everyone just is so absorbed in Instagram right now that they forget that, you know, Instagram's not that old. And um, so I, you know, it was just a very new thing. And I, the one thing that I really loved about online is that, you know, we were producing tons of content of course i mean articles and articles and i was the marketing department and you know myself uh me and myself as an intern i was kind of the marketing department and because it was a very small startup company and um what was 
great about that is I got to learn so much and get involved in every aspect of the business. And so I got to learn a little HTML and I got to learn Google AdWords and AdSense and, um, you know, got to learn the editorial side. And so it was um, I, being able to learn all the different aspects of the business. I fell in love with it pretty quickly. And the thing that I loved most about digital as opposed to other mediums of um, content is that you were able to track everything. So we could see what articles are people reading and you know what ads are they clicking on? So that way we could then say, okay, people really like this content. Let's do more of that. Or people are you know clicking on this ad more than that ad. We'll run that ad more. So it's like we were able to make real time adjustments to you know provide better content or get better ads out there for our advertisers to get better results. Um, whereas with print and TV and radio, I mean, that stuff is like one, it's really hard to even track in the first place. And then, um, you know, to be able to make adjustments or changes, you have to wait months because things are planned so far and ahead. So I found that really fascinating and the consumer behavior aspect of being able to track, you know, actions like that was was fascinating to me too because that's what got me into marketing was the consumer behavior side i actually almost did psychology but then i realized <laughs> i don't want to be a psychologist <laughs> so um being so in I, marketing you already have that yes, yes. so <laughs> marketing was kind of fulfilled that that psychology consumer behavior um passion um so from there i you know left that company they got bought out by this huge company i got really corporate um, and I've always, I've, what I've learned about myself is I thrive in like kind of startup environments. And so when I start getting siloed into like one thing, I don't don't work mm. well in that. And and everyone's <laughs> different. That's just, you know, some of us are just built that way where we just don't function well in a siloed position. Um, so once they started growing to that, that extent, um, I was there for about a year and a half and I, I left and I went to two other companies and was like, not happy like they were just like bigger corporate companies very nine to five i wasn't allowed to check emails after hours like it was just very um not what i was used to from coming from the startup world and so finally i just started i was like who else i was so passionate about doing the magazine stuff i was like who else in this town does something like that uh, we're not you know most you know media outlets are in major cities like LA, Chicago, New York. We didn't have a lot of that here. So I started just going to all the local magazines and just saying, hey, are you interested in like starting to do online? Because um, most no one in town had anything online at that point, except for maybe like AZ Central or something. So um, so I just pitched myself to all the magazines in town, seeing if someone would hire me to like you know, build out a digital magazine for them. Um, thankfully, one of them took the chance on me and um, I, you know, was able to kind of build their website and launch their their online magazine and worked with them for about a year and a half or two years. And I quickly found out that not only do I love digital, but I love local. Um, it was so different than working with the national advertisers like a Target or an Old Navy or P&G brands. I mean, those are like, you have a 22 year old account executive that really doesn't give a shit about like the brand. And they're just like, hey, this is my job and I got to check this thing off a box. Whereas when you work with local business owners, it's like they've probably have put a second mortgage on their house to open this business. And they're like an expert in it. They're super passionate and they like they love what they do. And so it's like when you're helping, you know, them get customers, it's so much more rewarding than, you know, working with these larger national brands. So then I realized, okay, I like digital. I also like local. Let's put all this together. And so that's kind of what birthed Fabulous Arizona um, was kind of me, you know, being able to deliver that content in a way that I wanted, um, that I could control while also, you know, fulfilling that passion. You know, before we get on to the 
from that point to today, it's interesting. I was taking some different notes of what you're saying, and it's so interesting. I, I, I get it. I remember we used to talk about this too. Um, when you're in the mid 2000s and digital, and we see what's about to happen, and we're in this weird age group where we're like, oh, I know exactly what's about to happen. And, Everybody thinks you're crazy. Yes. You know? I got a lot of backlash, especially right? in the corporate positions that I took. Of course you did. They were like, you're young. You don't know what the <laughs> hell you're talking about. And we don't want change. So right. um, I got a lot of shit at a couple of the companies that I went to in between. One of them was a archaic old magazine, like B2B magazine company. I mean, most of those people had worked there for 20, 30 years. And they were like, do not rock the boat. Like, they right. did not like me. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I found there were a lot of issues in there. Some of it was don't rock the boat. Don't we don't want change mm -hmm. um, here. You and I saw the value in, oh, you can track everything. Yeah. And they were like, I didn't know it at the time. But really what they were really saying is, no, 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 no. Don't track my lack of progress right, right. because somebody higher up might know yep. what's really going on and yep. I don't want to rock my boat. Yep. Well, yeah, and a lot of people yeah. were comfortable with, you know, this is, you know, how yeah. we've been doing things for so long and right. we don't want to want to change that or, or have to do something new. And the other thing was also, you know, age too. I mean, I was like 22, 23, right. female, and they're like, sit down, like, we don't want to listen to you. Right, right, right. exactly. Like, what yeah. do you mean you're going to tell us yeah. how they're to like, do new do things? You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and then what was also interesting, um, I was reflecting on this recently because we weren't understood then and then um, they didn't necessarily, they didn't see it, but then they could kind of see it and then they started to see it and then we saw this wave over the last decade. But as to me, what's interesting is we saw it for the organic side of like, oh, you can track everything, you can do this and you do that. I did not anticipate, I, I can't speak for you, but for myself as a consultant, I, I did not anticipate that it would get used and abused the way corporations yes. later came in and really did some things with it and mm -hmm. other entities and all kinds of like because I, I, I thought you know oh yeah no you can track you know views and this is great and then and then you see what it's morphed into and you're yeah. like oh shit yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah i mean it definitely has evolved a lot since you know we got into it um right. it started uh, for sure you know the so, good and the bad <laughs> right right and you know and i always say that you know and like in anything there's always good and there's always bad yeah. we're going to use those you know terminologies right because like there's so much greatness that can happen from uh, lack of or not lack for for openness and transparency and you know sharing and mm -hmm. connecting all over the world and bringing more good attention to good things right obviously you know they can also be used for other things and that's i think <laughs> what we probably witnessed you know yeah yeah definitely so you start fabulous arizona from that point to now what was that journey like because well speaking for i know an audience that is very self-starterish or wanting to be self-starterish more there's a weird comfort discomfort with the safety of um corporate and you know somebody else who's building something but especially with the amount of people and their own ideas these days and wanting to kind of do things in a in a newer way in a modern way in a, a fun way and in their own way which i i really think we're gonna be moving more and more into those mm -hmm. in this kind of creator economy what was that like for you to be like you know I got to do this, but it's a massive transition, but I have to do it my way. And what were those early years like? And then how did, where did the shift start to happen? So the first five years I had another full-time job. Um, so it was with a, a national magazine. So I had a full-time salary. I could there pay my go. bills. Um, and then, you know, every evening and on the weekends I was working on fabulous Arizona. Um, so 
I, you know, knew what it could grow into, but obviously working on it very part-time, it can only grow so fast. And also mentally, what I realized after the fact was mentally I wasn't as hungry with it because I had a paycheck that was covering my bills. Like it was really easy to just be like, oh, okay, you know, this is a little thing that I'm doing on the side. And, and while I wanted to take it seriously, I wasn't, um, whether I realized it or not, like subconsciously I wasn't because my feet weren't to the fire. I had a paycheck, I could pay my bills. And, and so it was, you know, easy to be very complacent with, you know, doing just enough there. And um, finally, it did start to kind of gain some momentum. And this was 2015, um, so about five years in. And I um, I was like, okay, it's starting to get to that point where I can't juggle both. Like, it's getting too difficult to do both. But I wasn't really making any money yet on Fabulous Arizona. Like, maybe a couple hundred bucks at best. <laughs> right. And so, obviously, I mean, granted, with inflation, um, my <laughs> rent was like, I think, $700 a month at the time. So that was, you know much much cheaper than rent would be now but um but it was you know still like okay i need to figure out how i'm gonna be able to pay bills and so i had my current job at the time i had given them notice and they knew that i had fabulous on the side and and i had you know said um you know i had built out like multiple campaigns and stuff that were running through um this was towards the end of 2015 so i was like okay i will help you guys you know, launch all these Q4 campaigns and stay on board for another, you know, like 60 days. And, but I was like, you know, I need to start thinking about transitioning out. And at first they were really supportive and thought it was great. And then literally within two days, they were like, yeah, we're going to make your last day like tomorrow. Um, we, we just don't feel comfortable with you staying on knowing you're leaving. Um, so a two month notice turned into like a two day notice. And suddenly I was like, fuck, how am I going to pay my rent? Um, so that really was like sink or swim time. And honestly, like I had been saying for so long that I was like, OK, I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to go on my own when right. I'm ready, when I'm ready, when I'm ready. Well, the reality is you're never going to be ready because until you spend full time on the the business it's not going to be a full-time job right. <laughs> so it's that catch-22 of like the chicken before the egg type of thing of like you know well i need to make enough money so i can quit my job but i need to quit my job to make enough to have enough time to make enough money to quit my job <laughs> like it was just like how does that work um so, so yes it, it just like really <laughs> lit a fire in my ass because i had no no choice like i didn't have like parents money to fall back on i didn't you know i was living by myself i you know had to take care of the sassy pups and keep a roof over their head and i had bills to pay and i didn't have a savings or anything so it was literally like all right sink or swim time like you got to figure this out so i was literally just pounding the pavement like going like would literally walk in door to door to like businesses in old town being like hey this is what i do um would you be interested in working with me and charging like pennies like i look back now and i'm like god i worked so hard for so little <laughs> um but i did what i had to do at the time and um you know it was it was those first few years were honestly really really challenging um you know financially and also just mentally and I was exhausted. I mean, I was literally working till 2 a.m. every day and then would be up at six or seven the next morning doing it all over again. And um, I wasn't um, working probably as efficiently or charging enough, but I also was learning and I didn't, you know, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable charging people money for something that I was still learning. So, um, so it was a, it was really, really challenging um, to start out there. I can't, will not sugarcoat that. And I think that's one misconception is, you know, social media loves to show the highlights of how fun it is to have your own schedule and get to like, 
you know, work from home <laughs> and, and do all these fun things. And it's like, it's, it's really, really difficult. And I feel like even now, um, it's so saturated if you're trying to get into that, you know, creator space right. of doing, you know, um, being, you know, you want to be an influencer, you know, or do a YouTube star or something. It's like, it's so saturated. It's incredibly difficult to mm -hmm. grow and do that at this point. Um, you know, whereas when we started out, it was a lot easier to grow an audience right. on these platforms. Right. Yeah. I love even like now using new, newer methodologies, but it's wild. Something that you said, didn't feel comfortable charging people for the things I'm still learning. You know, it was interesting. I, I struggled for that with that a lot of different times. And um, I remember when I was working with Krug Champagne in uh, for Moet Hennessy and Carl Helene once um, he, he once asked me, he was the director of Krug Champagne in New York. And he was like, I need you to tell the family, you know, the Krug family and the CMO and the CEO and everybody, everything you just told me. And I was like, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> yeah. No way. And he's like, yeah. And uh, he's like, what's what's the problem? And I said, oh, you know, the, the digital landscape's always changing. It's always changing. There's only so much I, I know. It, 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 there's just, you know, and he's like, stop, 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 stop. He's like, stop overthinking it. How much do you think you know? And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm still in my head. And finally, he's like, just give me a number. And I'm like, 60%? He's like, it's perfect. It's 100% more than we know, <laughs> right? And sure, it changed. Sure. It changed me. But I still struggled at times because it's like, we're learning it, but... At the same token, that's partially also because we are also constantly going to always be learning it because that's part of our mastery for our own things. Mm -hmm. And they're also paying for the fact that they're not doing it. Yeah. And they probably never will because that isn't their domain. Right. But it's hard. It's because yeah. it really does kind of mess with your mind and like, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of value pricing. Right. Yeah. Well, and I would just never want somebody to feel like, oh, this person took my money and didn't, you know, deliver Produce a result. Yeah, that, you mm -hmm. know, that's something that I've always held really firm to. And especially because I've seen integrity. Yeah. And, and if you're playing the short game versus the long game, I mean, you see it all the time. These yes. people that are out to make a quick buck and they will charge, you know, through the teeth and be able to put on a great show to get the contract signed and then not deliver. And they don't right. care because they collected their, you know, paycheck and, you know, the client doesn't renew or fires them or whatever, but they don't care because they made their chunk of money and they're on to the next one already. Um, whereas for me, I, I've seen that happen so much, particularly in this town. I don't know how common that is in other towns, but in he common. around here, yeah, I'm like around here, I've seen it happen a lot where people get burned and, um, and they just, they, you know, long-term the word gets around and then people don't want to work with them. So my thing has always been, I'd rather grow slower and yes. make less money in the beginning and grow a really great reputation to where I know that long-term I will have business. <laughs> no, it's so well put. Uh, you, you know how I feel about the long game. You yes. see me post about it all the time. Yes. And you know, and it's interesting because it creates actually a different hill for us sometimes uh, in the, sh in the long game, because the short game players, when they do that, um, and a lot of times, you know, and you know, with the online publications, they're using, I, I know, you know, they're using fake numbers, fake everything. Mm -hmm. the, not all of them, just the, some of them. Um, and the issue there is because now you, they're equating an, an, a marketing activity for a client who now believes, well, wait a minute, I didn't get any results from this. So does this stuff even work? So now we're in an, an educational standpoint where I'm like, they were lying to you. Yeah. And that, and the weird part is that even though they got like screwed the, and, and this has happened to several people because the name might be big enough 
it's even hard for them to comprehend that no they weren't lying they can't they're, they're too big to lie you're like well that's actually a reason why we're having a lot of problems by the way um <laughs> you know but we're not gonna go there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right yeah so it turns into an interesting place where you're like listen i this is how i do things this is why i do things this is exactly how and why it does work mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if you had that experience with somebody else. I want to make it better for you and grow you, grow with you, and show you how to do all those things. So it, it does also, though, create longer-lasting relationships, relationships because we're also there as their confidant. Yeah. So, yeah, starting out, I battled that a lot. And like right? I said, it's an education process. <laughs> but what I, what I did when I started was I took brands that I, like, thought, you know what, these are reputable brands that I want to have on my website that I want to be able to say have, you know, been on an advertiser we've done you know have case studies for this particular brand i picked handpicked some brands that i wanted to be associated with gave them free advertising and then used their case studies as an example to then so that way i have numbers and i have proof of okay maybe this didn't work with your other you know whatever else you you know advertised in but here are actual numbers of like what we were able to do with this brand and especially when it's a reputable brand in town people are like oh okay so that was like there's definitely times where doing free work really makes sense yeah. and that was one where i was like this is providing me the foundation and the case studies and the data that i need to then go sell to everybody else but that was intentional free work that was yes. really strategic intentional free mm-hmm. work I want to be associated with these brands. These brands have a reputation and people will know their name mm-hmm. and I can prove my model with them. And then I can show others a name that they know and trust. And here's the numbers that we did for them. And you're making decision-making much easier for the people that you want to now take on as new clients. Yeah. It's like, oh, I understand that. And I understand this. Thank you. And yeah. I think the, the, when we reduce the overwhelm of the decision-making, mm-hmm for the key decision maker, game on. Yeah. Right? Piece of cake, piece of cake. It's been (laughs) a piece of cake. And then, so, and then um, when did you decide to expand? Well, first of all, do you wanna, how many markets are you in now? So currently we're in six states. Um, So since it was fabulous Arizona, when I decided to start expanding, I was like, okay, let's stick with the states theme. So I own all of the states domains, um, but obviously like, I can't launch them all at the same time. What do you mean? It's a lot of work. <laughs> um, so I honestly was very nervous just to launch another state. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I've been running this one here for at that point, like seven, eight years. Mm. And I was like, is it just because I live here and I have all the connections here that this works? Is it going to work somewhere else? I don't know. So um, second state I launched was Wisconsin. And that's because I'm from there. Everyone's like, why the hell would you launch Wisconsin? Um, there's nothing to do there. And it's really far from Arizona. There's plenty to do um, there. But, um, <laughs> but that's the thing is, you know, right. I would go back and visit family every summer. And they would be like, why don't you launch Fabulous Wisconsin? And so I was like, you know what? I have family there that I can go stay with and just spend a month up there and try to launch this and see if it works. Um, you know, kind of like no harm no foul if it doesn't work out like i could just go up there because i was spending time up there every summer anyway so i was like why don't i just you know this this summer when i'm up there i'll try and launch this and see see what happens and i actually sat on the domain and the social media for a year before i actually launched it and um thanks to our mutual friend alenka um she kind of gave me the kick in the rear end that i needed because she was like just go do it because i kept thinking i have to have it all figured out i have to know how this is going to work and because i didn't know like 
you know, I do I have to be there? Can I find, you know, people there to help, you know, with this content? How am I going to find content um, if I don't have the connections and resources that I have here? I just didn't know how it was going to work. And so I was terrified um, to try and, you know, go up there not having the answers. And she was like, just go and figure it out. And then, you know, you're not going to know until you get there and try and do it. Um, you can sit here and try and with hypotheticals of how this would work but until you're there and doing it you're not going to know so she was like just go do it if it doesn't work then you shut it down and then just focus on arizona so it's like a great that that's great i needed that kick in the rear end so i just went up there for a month and literally the website had been up i think a week and i just started reaching out to like hotels restaurants different you know businesses saying hey look at fabulous arizona we've just launched wisconsin here's what i'm trying to do and it was great to have arizona is like the reference point yep. to show like what we're trying to do and arizona's you know so big and has so much depth of content that people are like wow this is amazing we want to be a part of this i had so many businesses lining up to work with me like i like I couldn't even cover all of them before I left town again. Um, and then I had multiple people reaching out to want to write for me and, you know, be a contributor and collaborate in some way. And it was just like, wow, this is this thing works like it's actually a good concept. And it's not just about it being in Arizona. It actually works in other places. And so once I came back, I found I had a couple of uh, contributors who lived in Wisconsin that were helping me with like boots on the ground type stuff of the content there. And then I had two different girls within the same month in two different cities in Iowa, re like reach out to me via DM on Instagram and say, hey, I saw that you launched Wisconsin. Will you please launch Fabulous Iowa? And I was like, what? Yeah. Um, it was like very random. And the girls didn't know each other. They were in two totally separate cities. And it was literally within weeks apart from each other that they had reached out about this. So I was like, well, clearly there's a need and a want for this there. So let's launch Fabulous Iowa. <laughs> so amazing. Iowa was the third. Um, and we now also have Washington, California, Nevada. Um, the it, it's been very interesting. All the states are so different, um, especially going through COVID and an election. And so it's like the political climate made things, you know, every state was so different in that sense. Um, people's, um, you know, the different states, how they handled COVID restrictions was so different, um, you know, especially California and Washington. There was you know, takeout only eating for a very long time. So we really had to like pivot our content and what we were doing. So it's been a really um, major learning experience of like, we really have to tailor our content and what we're doing to each state. And that's why it's been so key for us to have people on our team that live in each state and are experiencing it and kind of can, you know, have that knowledge and have their ear to the ground of what we need to know and what's going on so that we can, you know, provide content that makes sense. Hey fam, quick break from the show. Just to let you know, I'm doing a bit more writing on my weekly letter. It's called Permissionless. I talk about all things health, wealth, happiness, and personal fulfillment. As many of you may know, writing is my passion. I love connecting with all of you on that. I would love to see you go subscribe, mattgottesman.substack.com. Subscribe if you haven't already. And also, please remember to leave a rating and review for this podcast on Apple or Spotify as it really helps spread the mission even further. And as the ratings and reviews go up, even more people can learn about what we're doing over here. And I really appreciate that. And of course, if there's someone you think that might be a good fit for coming on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram. As I always tell you guys, DM me at Matt Gosman. You can tag them in the message and I'll be able to look at them and try to connect. And I truly love you guys. I just want to say thank you as always. Please continue to support the show by connecting in all the other ways. And now let's get back to it.
funny how things always work out. <laughs> you know, it's 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 an yeah. interesting it's an interesting um, conversation that happens in our head, and uh, you know, kudos to Olenka for like kind of been like just do it. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a lot there was a lot of really cool stuff in there as you're saying. I mean, when you think about it, it's like we get to go to Wisconsin, and, and it's a great place that you know intimately, and you get to practice another market. Mm -hmm. It's not like you went right into California, New York, or Miami, yeah. or something like that. It was a smaller you know? market yeah. to to work on, and. Um, uses kind of the testing yeah. thing. But the other thing is, yes, it worked out and that's great, but like it also would have been okay if it didn't if work it, out. Exactly. And that's that's the part I think we all kind of struggle with is right. you know, knowing that if it doesn't work out, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tell everybody I'm like, listen, it's just a signal. It's either gonna be a yes or a no. And we don't know it without doing it, but we get stuck and it, happen, it can happen to all of us. It mm -hmm. does happen to all of us where you're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna wait. Just like yeah. you were saying earlier, you know, by the way, kudos for five years and then you made a few hundred dollars five years for anybody listening um so a lot of work and very little money <laughs> yeah but you know it's but it, it's building that foundation and it yeah. does it takes time yeah and you knew what how do i want to ask this question what was going on internally that you just knew like it didn't matter that you hadn't made any really money with it yet but and then you of course were going to start because right. of the you know the, the transition but like um because somebody, uh, several people have recently asked, like, like, why do you do it? Or how did you know? Mm -hmm. And it's such an internal feeling that, like, there's just some things you, you won't give up on because, you know, other things that are healthy to give up on when you're like, mm, you know what? This isn't serving me. That was only serving a season. There's other things we just know. Yeah. You had to. You, there was, yeah, because I remember my parents especially because, you know, their generation is like you need a uh, 401k and health benefits and like a stable steady job and so they were like what on earth are you doing like they were like genuinely like upset and concerned <laughs> um very supportive but also like what are like what on earth like you need to be able to pay your bills um which i i totally get that but there was something in me that i was like and even though it was like very difficult and took me a long time to really make money um I, there was something in me that knew this is going to be something someday. This there, I just, and like you said, it's, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Like there's just, there's just, I just knew there was something in me that knew. And of course we have our doubts. I mean, that's, that's natural. Um, but there was something in me that said, no, this is not, this is something you don't give up on. Well, why, why I love that. And I love bringing it up for people consistently is because a feeling doesn't have data or metrics. Mm-hmm that scares a lot of people and that's why even when we tell all the people our dreams or things that we're doing and you're like it's just i just know it mm -hmm. like and then they'll give you you know i every you'll hear everything like oh what do you do for this what if this doesn't happen with that and you're already shaking their nervous system a little bit because already your path is not their path and vice versa what you were you feel at a core gut knowing level doesn't really have any data yet and so they're just going off of like we only can you know give advice off of which you didn't ask for um off of data quote unquote you know history yeah. past results and i always remind people it's like yeah but you know the the gut has no data um it's just a feeling and that's a calling and you got to step into that and then you'll get your data on oh this did work this didn't work out let me make right. these changes and these things and, and getting really good at moving faster do you think that because of going to these extra markets since doing that you find it easier to step into things you know a little bit faster when you're like yes. you know what let's just try this let's just see let's just yep 
yeah, because it kind of made me realize like, okay, you can try it and it's going to be fine. Right. Um, but I will say though, even though I had that feeling that yes, this could be something and this could work, um, it wasn't going to work if I didn't consistently show up and do Thank the you. work every day. Um, and I honestly, in our industry, especially like, you know, creators and influencers and that sort of thing, um, people get really gung ho and are excited about it for a little bit. And they're just gangbusters on creating content. And I get the burnout, but if you are not consistent, like it is not going to work. And yeah. so I see people fall off for a month or two and then they try to come back and it's like, people forgot about you. <laughs> like, and so, you know, you really have to be consistent and especially when it comes to content, um, you know, we had a weekly newsletter and it kind of forced, it was like a great thing to have that. It's kind of like a print magazine, for example, like, you know, you have that print magazine going out every month, you gotta get the content done. Mm -hmm. So it's like having something like that where it kind of forces you to make sure that that content's going yes. up and out every you know week or month or whatever to be consistent with it um, is so key because it's, you know, it's sticking with it and being consistent that really brings the results, I think. It builds it, it builds the muscle, you know, it, the practice is what, you know, of constantly doing it, consistently mm -hmm. showing up. I said the other day, consistency is the most boring thing and where all the wealth is made. Yeah. No, it, and, and you're right about as creators, like we can burn out. It is a lot. It's a very long game. Mm -hmm. My God, it's a long game. I, yeah. I, I can't sugarcoat it for anybody. I'm like, listen, it, it, I mean, and some people, pop off in three years mm -hmm. some people pop off in 30. yeah but like whatever's for you is for you but like it's a consistency game that you cannot stop yeah. and that's life though mm -hmm. that's life and i think that you know in a, in a cool way creators are basically learning to be entrepreneurs um and responsible yeah. hopefully and accountable <laughs> hopefully yeah you know and not just you know because they're doing wild crazy shit that gets views but yeah. you know um but it is definitely a consistency game did you have times where um, burnout was real? All the time. I've Thank had you. it this week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like literally Monday right and Tuesday, I, walked in. <laughs> I was in such a funk and I was just like, I'm tired. Like yeah. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this today. Yeah. Um, Thank you for and, being and it makes you kind of, I mean, I have those, I mean, it probably happens even maybe once a month where yeah. I have these real moments of like, what am I doing? I'm exhausted. Right. Like, right. you know, why do I keep doing this? Um, and 100%. especially as, I have grown, um, you know, it's like now I have a team, I have all these clients and advertisers and there's just so many people relying on me <laughs> and there's so many moving pieces and so many things, you know, balls in the air that I can't drop that it's like it becomes more and more like, yeah, great. Now I have help. But now it's like these are more people that I'm responsible for. And it's uh, a greater level of stress than, you know, when you're doing it on your own. So um, so that definitely is a different kind of burnout, I think, as opposed to like just the creativity burnout, but just like the, you know, level of responsibility burnout, <laughs> I guess. Well, and what levels you out with that? Um, or what are you discovering that's helping? I'm trying, I'm trying to be better about like, if, you know, I know we've talked about this, that I work too much, um, <laughs> but I've been trying to like, make sure I'm like, okay, I got to shut off at a certain time tonight and like, make sure I'm giving myself that downtime um, to, to really power down so that I can get re-excited again about what I'm working on. So understanding where I can scale back and when I can scale back on certain things that it's like, okay, this thing can be tabled. It's not something that I have to get done today. And I'm going to take this time to like power down for a minute. Um, also like going and doing things like 
you know, client meetings or spending time with talking to my team, things that kind of just like reinvigorate that fire of like what we're doing and why we're doing it um, is so important too. It, it just helps, you know, bring me back to life a little bit. The shutting down part, um, it's interesting. I was told that for years about putting ourselves first and I had control issues mm -hmm. like because what do you mean? You know, obviously we should always put ourselves first. I mean, it's an obvious thing, but to do it and um, because what does that mean? Um, especially if you're really in the thick of the of things and, and building and creating and interacting with all the people and managing all the pieces and you know juggling mm -hmm. all the balls and all that other stuff, it can be almost an addiction of, you know, I can't, what do you mean? Like uh, put me first and I'll go do these, you know, in that'll give me less time on the business and all that other stuff. Fascinating what I found out from putting my health first and training and nutrition and ice baths and like like doing all of the the things for me first. Yes, it's less time. Weirdly enough, it becomes more money. Why? Because suddenly when we're taking our health, we're thinking clear and we're um, boundaries got bigger. No, I'm sorry. I have my morning prayer time and journaling. Uh, you, you know, mm -hmm. you'll have to call me after nine o'clock, and please don't ever call me before nine again. <laughs> and it's funny because they're like, "I am so sorry. I'm this," and I'm like, yep. "Fascinating." I was like, "Interesting," because there's that as we're developing ourselves mm -hmm. and the boundaries, and you know, it's delivered nicely. It's delivered with heart and honest. Yep. It's just truth, and you know, we're telling these people. But it's an interesting thing putting ourselves first, watching that like letting go of the control of the thing that we're juggling putting ourselves first and then watching the thing that we were juggling do better yeah well <laughs> you know? it, what i have realized is quality over quantity there it is so yes. i was like oh i'm working 12 hours a day but half of it is very poor quality because i'm exhausted there it is. Exactly. so i was able to you know i i used to sleep and i also think this comes with age too <laughs> we like get smarter um i you know when i was first started my business i was you know younger and thought i could you know i thought i was invincible and could live off of you know coffee and, and four hours of sleep every night and didn't realize like the impact it was having on my health and also just my you know ability to get things done well and efficiently and so now i'm like minimum seven hours of sleep a night and i utilize do not disturb like nobody's business <laughs> on my phone um that has been a game changer for me especially with i run 15 different instagram accounts so oh, <laughs> so my phone is blowing up <laughs> and i have an apple watch so then it's like buzzing on my wrist too which is like double whammy um but so getting that phone on do not disturb especially mm -hmm. at like 8 p.m at night so that it's like no more looking at the phone yeah. for the day um that's been really key for me and like you were saying setting boundaries um i've i used to allow clients call to call me at like 11 o'clock at night um now it's you know okay well if they text me or call me or something i will respond during a, a you know reasonable Baby hour kind of to set that that boundary um and so obviously you know fires happen and there's things that are urgent but if it's not something urgent i will wait and reply until the next day um and i also just say no to a lot more um i you know especially in the beginning it was like yes to every client possible and now i just am like hey you know what this isn't a good fit or i don't want it right. <laughs> um or i you know just really evaluating um you know things where 
my sanity has a value <laughs> and there's certain yeah. clients that are or advertisers that I'm just like this person I can already tell um, and again this comes with I think experience but there's certain ones that you can tell off the bat like this is not gonna be a good fit yeah. or this person is going to you know run me into the ground and um, being able to say my sanity cannot you know there's no dollar right. amount for my sanity <laughs> right um, and so that you know learning to make those set those boundaries and saying no to those things has been huge but I don't know that I could have done that. My younger self could have done that. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the beauties of experience and age is, you know, you get better at those things. A hundred percent. Poor quality actually slows us down. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have found that difficult clients um, stall your efficiency and processes. Yeah. I don't care how much you pay me. Cool. How much are you keeping from me? Yeah. And that was, um, I actually got a <laughs> right? business coach last year and, and he was really instrumental in helping me think about things that way. Um, cause we would talk about, you know, different clients, different advertisers. And he was just like, this person's bleeding you dry. Like yeah. how much more money could you make on something else yeah. if you weren't spending all this time and even just mental energy, yeah. <laughs> like even if I wasn't physically working on the account, I would be like, dreaming about this client or stressing about this client in like in all hours of the day and it was just so mentally draining mm -hmm. that it was affecting other parts of my business and hindering me from making more money in other areas and so it was definitely like a mind shift i had to to do um to think about yeah wait a minute that's right and so once i started eliminating mm -hmm. some of those um it's amazing how much more money i've been able to make by doing that <laughs> right and i think that's that's a big thing that people miss but but to your point too like we have standards, but we create more boundaries with them as we're out there doing. And that's mm -hmm. why we can't really stall on our vision and our thing. Because again, if we're out there and we're constantly creating, we see what our yeses and what our noes, we see what our you know, uh, values and mm -hmm. what are you know, things that we have to implement into the process, we can't get those without signals. Right. So we have to always be doing it. But yeah, you get to a point where you're like, <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, well, and the other thing is, you know, in the beginning, maybe I wouldn't have been able to identify who might right. be a bad client or exactly. who might be an energy drain. And and so it's like through experience, we learn, oh, okay, I know how this story goes. Like you can pick up on those mm -hmm. cues a lot faster. And those are things that you can only, you know, learn from experience. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure I, I wish I could just brain dump all of the this into somebody younger and they would just get it. But it's right. just it's hard to just teach that. Um, some of those intuitive things that you learn over time, it's hard to teach that to somebody. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely an interesting um, process of getting to, I only wanna play with quality mm -hmm. um, and have those conversations, uh, and sometimes they're difficult conversations. I find actually, more often than not, they're not as difficult. It's like, listen, I, I just don't think that we're gonna be a fit. Right. And even if there's any kind of pushback, you're like, no, look, I, I actually wanna respect both of our time because yes whoever would be a better fit for you, you're going to run. Like yeah. you're going to do so well. It's all about positioning it. And yes, a it is. Very, <laughs> you got to position it Thank in a Thank you for calling me way. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I definitely, you know, play that game a little bit of, you know, I think it would be better for you <laughs> um, if you find somebody that's a better fit. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of take on, you know, oh, well, it's me, not you. Um, <laughs> so I definitely play that role. But what's been interesting is when you start saying no to people, demand goes up <laughs> and and people don't like being told no <laughs> especially when there's that you know mentality of like well i'm the client right. and you're gonna do whatever right. i say and then when you tell them no i don't want to work with you they're very offended and like and really like 
like the, now they're like no you're gonna work for me like right. we're gonna and they they get more like insistent on you yeah. know like they don't like hearing no so it's, it's a very interesting once you start saying no seeing how how the demand goes up ah the precious ego the precious <laughs> yes. ego that's usually what it is too yeah. it's oh 100 percent. you know yeah. it's, it's just getting in their ego and they're like mm -hmm. what do you mean no you're telling yeah. me no and you're yeah. like you know, I was watching uh, Dave Chappelle's recent. Um, did you see his recent? Um, I have not seen the new one. No. Uh, uh, what's in a name? Mm -hmm. I, I want everybody to watch that. Yeah, he's great. It's R definitely on my list to watch. What? It's a it's a forty two minute monologue. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a, a comedy, but it's actually really more of an acceptance speech for his name going on the El Duke oh, Ellington yeah. mm -hmm. um, School of, of Arts in Washington D.C. And he talks a lot about integrity mm -hmm. and the entire journey. And um, but. It brings up the exact like it's an interesting thing when you tell even kind of in the external world very big valuable people quote unquote we have to use the term valuable loosely but you know uh, when you say no yeah he's like you think it would be just like oh well uh, good luck on your future endeavors sir you know <laughs> and he's like that's no. not how it works no. he's like did you all see me for 12 years <laughs> and I was like oh god like he called it out without calling yeah, it out yeah. but but yeah, it's, I think it's a hard thing for people when like, you know, um, because I think they're just so used to, especially with money a lot of times, getting yeah. their way and you're like, yeah. but like, you know, I, but it actually is a truthful thing is like, yeah, but if I'm not a fit or you're not a fit for me, like you could get more, yeah, of course you can get my reach really well, mm -hmm. but already like your energy anyways isn't gonna resonate with my, my folks right. anyways. Like yeah. I already know it like at another, if you really wanna get deeper, I'm like, your behavior is not going to re like resonate with my people yeah. even if you got a pretty package of a like a brand or whatever it might be yeah. they're gonna feel it and they're gonna be like something a little bit off about that one like i'm yeah. surprised you did that one and I've, I've noticed that for myself when they're like oh i'm surprised that that one was a i'm like yeah i know <laughs> well yeah i mean i i turned down an advertiser this week and you know they told me kind of what they were looking for and i was like you know what i just i don't think this is right for our audience and um i could have taken their money and you know mm -hmm. uh been like cool thanks thanks for the check but i was like one i don't think you're going to be happy and two i don't think my audience is going to appreciate this mm -hmm. so it's you know you really again that long game say no to to this you know couple of bucks now because it's going to you know benefit not only them but also my audience in the long run so what are maybe like a few of the biggest things that you've discovered about yourself um you know more of your your own like from your own internal growth that, I mean, whether you knew it before or not, but like have really kind of grown into and liking about yourself, you know, as you've kind of like, like started to understand that part about you even more or like had more of a relationship with it. Um, probably like the leadership aspect since yeah. I've become, you know, I have a team now. I mean, it was just me for eight years. Right. Um, I mean, it was just two, three years ago or just actually this month is two years since I really I brought on my editor in chief and from there we've you know built the team out i think we have about 12 13 14 people on our team now mm, so wow. um so yeah so it's uh you know and that just started two years ago so it's been kind of a rapid you know learning process but um but what i found is in the beginning i was not being a leader and it was something that i was like oh guys we're a team and like everybody's you know a team we're, we're working together and um my <laughs> business coach was like the team needs a leader <laughs> yep. and uh and he's like it's not you know because i was always like i think being the boss kind of had this negative connotation for me gotcha. and i was like i don't want to be like the mean boss or something you know like i want people to feel valued i want them to feel ownership i just feel like people 
uh, work better and you know if they feel ownership of it they're going to put out better work right so i kind of wanted everyone to feel their own ownership of what right. we we're doing but he's like you don't have to be this like you know mean boss that's just telling everybody what to do to be a good leader and he's like so you know somebody's got to steer the ship so like you know so really kind of stepping into that um you know ceo role if you will um was hard for me but once i got into it i was like okay this is where i'm supposed to be and it's really benefiting everyone else um, yeah. by me stepping into this and owning this and you know and being that leader and so um so that's been a huge shift for me with growing a team um you know when you it's different like i've managed people in other jobs in the past it's different when you're managing people that you of the business you own <laughs> um yeah. it's it's a different because you're i mean at the end of the day the buck stops with you so it's yeah. not like you can blame joe schmo and you know upstairs for somebody getting fired or demoted or whatever you know like it's like you're it like you you make the the calls and they know that so yeah. it's it's a little more difficult yeah you know managing a team is interesting because they are they're here to support your vision mm -hmm. and you get to delegate right and uh have i love having very smart people around me do what they do really well mm -hmm. but they still want a little bit of the structure of what would you like me to do? And I'm like, yeah. ooh. And I, I remember at first I was thinking, well, I want you all to be very strategic and just do, you know? And yeah. it's like, well, but they wanna do in accordance with your vision. And so it is definitely a dual. I'm like, oh, once I got out of the way and then I was like, all right, here's what I envision. And like, you just, it's almost like one-on-one -on -one mentorship to each person, It right? really is, yeah. And that was the other thing is learning that how every person every one of my team members is different and they mm -hmm. respond to different things in different ways some people want and need more structure um others are you know happy to kind of have a little more freedom so it was kind of understanding that like i i have to treat all these people differently based on how they work best and how, where how are they going to excel the most based on you know what mm. they need and so um we're all remote which i think yeah. you know a lot of businesses are doing now right. and it's very challenging right and um we don't have an office but we do schedule in-person stuff and um zoom meeting stuff so we have people across the nation now and i have a new intern that is in wisconsin and so i'm like trying to train an intern over zoom is so challenging um so that's been really uh you know an interesting thing to kind of navigate of just not just managing people but now uh, managing them remotely um and something that i've had i've tried to get really good at that i think has helped a lot is constantly checking in with them yeah. so like at least once a month checking in and being like how are you feeling like right. how are things going over there like do you how does your workload uh do you need more structure do you need what what do you need from me um so instead of like it, always it being about what are what can they do and what are what is their job tasks me going back and kind of flipping it on them and saying what do I need to do for you? What can I do more for you? Um, you know, how can I be a better boss, a better resource, whatever it is, um, making sure that they're feeling supported as well, especially because working remotely, it's hard. Right. Um, I actually literally just this morning had this call with my intern. Um, we're at, you know, mid it's, uh, or, uh, it's, we're at midterms right now for her summer internship. And I was just like, do you feel like you're getting enough out of this? Like what, what more do you need from me? Um, and I think it's important to kind of, flip that script a little bit of, you know, what do they need from you as opposed to vice versa? Um, right. Yeah. You're a mom to 13 people. 
gosh. <laughs> and I'm such a mom person. And um, I actually got kind of chastised by my business coach for that one because he's like, are you a mom or are you her boss? Like, um, you know, and it's like you kind of have to um, take off that mom hat sometimes to be like, you know, you can't coddle them too much. Um, you know, that's not helping them. Um, they're not going to grow and learn if you're, you know, coddling them too much. Right. So, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know everybody else's moms out there. Uh, my mom was a boss. You know, my father was a boss. My mother was a boss. My mother was like, you know, there wasn't really coddling. I mean, it was, it was, well, it was yeah, just my honesty. mom was like, suck it up and fucking get out the door. Uh, like, yeah. I don't care. No, I mean, you know, yeah. the, no, I mean, you know, uh, honestly, I mean, I, and I get it that I'm, I'm fortunate that I lucked out with both parents where my mom was just about honesty. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of like, you know, what makes a good parent or a good leader is like, we've always got to be honest and deal yeah. with stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, obviously she'd, you know, have her, of course she'd have the moments where she's like nurturing, but it was actually really, it's actually when you're operating from your heart, you're going to ask questions like, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah. Do you need anything else from me? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling supported? Yeah. What can we do better? What can I do better? What, what do you think you want to do better? Is there something that you, you're really, you know, we actually take time to actually ask real honest questions. So in a funny way, and yeah. I, but I get it. I mean, I get it for quote unquote mothering and we're like yeah. not allowing someone to like shine because, you know, we're smothering or yes. something. Yeah. I don't really know. Maybe that's or really, holding their hand or too holding much. Their hands like, right. yeah. I think understanding like, okay, let them go make the mistakes. Yeah. And then, you know, hundred percent. And you know, and then you have to kind of come down on them for it, but like they have to, you have to kind of let the, the bird out of the also nest true. And, and make the mistakes. I love um, radical, radical yeah. accountability, yeah. radical responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if you fuck up. Like yeah. I really don't like mistakes are like part of how you figure it out. Yeah. But it's the character, it's the consistency of showing back up and then mm -hmm. the character of how do you just get up and, you know, keep working on it. And if you're not, we got to talk about that, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and also how do they take the criticism yes. and use it going forward? 100%. And so I've been very fortunate that everyone that has been on our team has been very receptive to nice. feedback and criticism and doing better. Yeah. So um, so that's been, you know, the communication, I yeah. think, is, is key. Yeah, 100%. What do you have coming up? Anything exciting that you want to share? Uh, another five, ten cities. <laughs> uh, well, so we we moved a little too quickly when we launched the first um, ones because we did Washington, California, and Iowa all within the same year, and mm -hmm. we were like, pump the brakes too much um, because we don't want to like just the quality to just right. completely tank, and we're not able to produce enough on each state, and it's kind of like, why did we? Then they're right. gonna you know move right. too slow. So we want to like launch a state, make sure it's really running well. We've got our you know contributors locked down, and then move on to the next one. Um, so we are contemplating what the next state will be. Uh, Nevada, we launched in January, so we're kind of like thinking maybe you know a year. Um, we are, so what I found though, um, there's other states that I'm like, everyone's like, do Texas or right, like New right. York or Florida. And I'm like, those are cool. Kentucky. Um, yeah. Do Kentucky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, um, obviously like Nashville, like it's yeah, really cool. Nashville would be awesome. Um, right? so Kentucky and Tennessee are the two states I, domains I don't own. Um, and it, Tennessee, they found out what I'm trying to do and they want $50,000 for the domain. And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. I mean, there are some that I paid a pretty penny for, but right. nothing near that. Right. Um, and Kentucky, they just don't want to give it up. So I don't have those two. So I did, I did get alternative domains that, you know, that I have. Um, but hopefully I can, I can get them at some point. But, um, but what I realized though, with launching Nevada, 
you know, Nevada, California, and Arizona are such feeder states to each other. Yeah. So that has actually been a huge benefit for us because they are all kind of playing off of each other. We can promote. Uh, cross promote between yes. the three states mm -hmm. so now we're like now that we see that and see how well that's done we're like oh do we go maybe grab another midwest state and right. cross promote through there Clusters. do we do you know oregon and do up the coast um do we do something else that kind of plays off of like you know new mexico that plays Smart. off of the southwest you know thing we've got going on so just from like an uh you know content perspective of you know we were able to go do um the four seasons las vegas and promote it on california and arizona and it was great content for all three states so in that mindset it's like less is you know more here like that way we can do less you know the same content can be repurposed on multiple states an advertiser can be ran on multiple states because they you know are feeder markets to each other so I'm just trying to be a little more strategic with that kind of thing That's now smart. that we've seen that. So, um, so yeah, so nothing major coming up. Um, we've got multiple new hires, which um, I'm a little nervous about, but excited. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, um, what's on the horizon, I guess, but nothing really like major, I guess. In that no, but I, I think it's great what you're doing because essentially um, less but better. Mm -hmm. So it, you're picking up new signals that you might not have thought about, like, oh, clusters that can all like promote each other and do these different things. And mm -hmm. it's that's why when we're not in a rush, but we're intentional, we can find new things that haven't been maybe done the same way as others all, as well. And it allows us to kind of rethink and you know, uh, the strategies moving forward as well. And like yeah. while, like optimizing while planning at the same time. Exactly. So. And we're, we're in heavy optimizing mode right now, like really, um, you know, looking at what we're currently doing and how we can do it better and you know whether it's optimizing seo or you know finding ways to just you know really maximize what we're currently doing and fine-tuning right now before we continue to expand um where where can everybody find all the different is there is there like um like one site for all the different so we fabulousmediagroup.com okay. has all the states on it we eventually we might want that to be you know more than what it is right now it's kind of just a hey here are the the six states and you can click through to all yeah. of them um but it's a pretty bare bones just here's here's where you can go to find all the states um but yeah but they all have obviously their instagram accounts and right. and all of that and what about you how can they find you uh cynthia sassy on instagram it's nice and easy my name <laughs> right make sure everybody dm her a million dms <laughs> no i would i would tell everybody i'm like you know reach out but you know yeah. look these everybody here is busy so just yeah. be intentional about yeah. it and be polite <laughs> uh, well and i love talking about this stuff and mentoring yeah, and sharing so um i'm always you know open to, to answering questions no it's amazing uh, i'm sorry it's taken so long for you to come on but well you know i think this has been a perfect time right? for me right? i think you know i've grown so much and changed so much in the last few years i feel like you know maybe a few years ago i probably yeah. wasn't ready so yeah. i feel like now is a good time for me to come on. i have a few of you in my in my toolbox a few of your friends here in the valley that like and they they keep saying no and i'm like Dude, like, I think it's about that time. And yeah. I, one in particular I'm thinking of, and I, I won't say who he is, but he's like, just a little bit more. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, I was like, you just did this major launch. Like, yeah. brother. I don't know that yeah. I would have said no. I'm not, you know, when right, it comes to stuff right. like this, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, right. open to, to doing it. But um, I feel like I'm able to provide a lot more value now yeah, than uh -huh. I probably would have a few years ago. So hundred uh, percent. Um, I, I've even had people say, I'm like, no, I'd rather wait. You're going to get bigger. And so am I. <laughs> <laughs> true. By true. the way, this yeah. kid that said this to me years ago, I was like, that's genius. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks and that's why I believe it's me. already been over an hour. Um, oh my gosh, time flies. <laughs> I know, I know. But I also, I always welcome my guests on um, anytime you want to come back on again. Three months from now, a year from now, okay. a month from now. I said that because it's a journey-driven podcast. And yes. you, you and I both know everything is changing daily at this point. Yes. And you might have a couple other topics you'd like to discuss. Yeah, so, definitely. So if you want to come back on in a few months, please feel free or a year or whatever it might be. But yeah. you're welcome back another time. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, for everybody <laughs> listening, please go check out. So go to at Cynthia Sassy, C-Y-N-T-E-H-I-A-S-A-S-S-I on Instagram. That'll lead to like all of her other, so Fabulous Arizona, Fabulous Iowa, Fabulous Wisconsin, Fabulous Washington, Fabulous California, and Fabulous Nevada. Boom, yeah. I got Boom, them all. Got <laughs> See, I listen. I'm very present. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, you can reach out there. And then, of course, you can go to all their respective websites um, and reach out to her if you have any questions or if you want to intern or, um, you know, you want to get hired because she's hiring like another 30 people. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm, just playing, I'm just playing everybody. Um, but uh, truly appreciate you being on the show. Thank yeah, you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 100%. For everybody listening, so please go uh, check out uh, everything Cynthia Sassy is doing. Uh, we appreciate you uh, for Cynthia, for myself, Matt Gosman, for the house sold separately. We are out.